Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of the Cult Sure Podcast. I'm your host, Nicholas Christian, and as always, thank you for joining us this week on another episode of the pod. If you know anyone that per- does music, art, acts, does photography, whatever, if they do anything entertaining in the arts form, have them hit me up, have them come on, tell their story, or if you do it yourself, you hit me up. Come on, tell your story. So we're always looking to build our audience, build our community, if you will, and just learn more about everyone. Because personally, I love the hell out of meeting new people and learning about their creative endeavors. So without further ado, we'll get into t- this week's guest. We are joined by someone who, if you were uh, listening back in October, yes, it was October because I was doing all the spooky episodes. I had one Wednesday winners on from a band called Pumpkin Guts. And you might have heard that there's all these different types of guts. Well, today we are joined by Werewolf Guts. How's it going? What's up, man? <laughs> ah, nothing much. It's I feel kind of bad. I introduced you as Werewolf Guts. I didn't know if you were going to howl or something. <laughs> uh, not your typical werewolf. I don't guess kind of quiet. <laughs> Ah, werewolves are always my favorite out of all of them so it's a pleasure to have you on i love your music and everything and also i love werewolves so we're gonna have <laughs> some fun all right so we'll we'll start it off you know just get into the mists of everything you're the guitarist of pumpkin guts yeah yeah and how, uh, what got you into to, like playing guitar like when were, were your first inklings of getting into music and wanting to start playing well, I, I had a older brother who uh, was big into like uh, punk music and stuff. I just rancid and no oh, effect, right. like his his big like his stuff at the time. Um, and so that kind of got me into the whole music thing, like enjoying like punk music and stuff. Just uh, we just have bunk beds or whatever. So I would sleep on the top bunk and he was on the bottom bunk. And I remember waking up at like three o'clock in the morning to like rancid blasting. And the, we had like a misfits cassette tape and stuff with like just random misfit songs on. So that's kind of what got me into like the punk music and all that. But then underneath that bunk bed, there were a electric guitar that had like three strings on it. Top, you know, or bottom, whichever way you want to classify <laughs> Um, the ones you use to play power chords. Yeah. <laughs> but those are kind of the ones that I needed. So, um, and from there, it's kind of like, you know, uh, I think the first ever song I learned was like London Dungeon. So nice. Yeah. And then, <laughs> so it wasn't your basic like smoke on the water. It was like, hey, man, you want to learn punk songs? Like, yeah. Like, you want to learn London Dungeon? Like, fuck yeah, let's do this. <laughs> so, um, that's kind of what got started and I just kind of progressed from there by myself, like, you know, from him teaching me stuff, I guess, and mostly by myself, just figuring out songs I wanted to learn and learning them. So I love that. Oh, well, I guess I am sorry. No, that's, that's kind of the, the basic of the story though. I love the fact that it's guitar under the bed. Your brother got you into punk and it's a guitar that just has the three strings you need for power chords. <laughs> like it if I, like- like hot, like semi hollow body guitar, like not anything special. I don't even know what it was. Probably like a Johnson or something weird like that. Just I don't know. This is random semi hollow body guitar. 
I wish that's awesome, but that would be cool. Yeah, I was lucky enough. My drums I have are my drums I got in sixth grade. So it's just it's the bass drum and the toms. That's it. That's all that remains of it because I've broken stands. All the cymbals are broken. So it's it's the shell of what it used to be. So you said your brother was the one that taught you like the songs? Yeah, yeah. He taught me like the first like beginning, like he he was the first one out of like my family to start playing. So like he uh he taught me my first little bit. And then I had another brother who ended up picking up guitar and he taught me some stuff, I guess. But it was more or less at that point, it was kind of like we were teaching each other. You know, I was already learning stuff. He was learning stuff. And it was just kind of like tossing ideas between, you know, brothers. We never started a family band, though. That would have been kind of cool. But <laughs> we did get it multiple times, though. Like, uh, I was the only one that played, like, drums a slot bit out of the bunch. So it was like one would play bass, one would play guitar, and I'd rock the drums. That was always fun. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I was, my, I have uh, two older brothers, and one of them's, like a musician he can basically pick up anything and play it and uh i was lucky enough to be in a band with him that like we played a bunch of shows we actually it was us and my buddy who edits the pod matt we opened for like since you're a punk fan uh like cat the casualties doyle from misfits uh gutter mouth the independence played like a lot of cool like punk shows but uh yeah it's it was fun, but Doyle doesn't like us. Oh, no. <laughs> we, 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 we kind of pissed off Doyle. <laughs> I feel like he's not the type of person to piss off. He's a big dude. I, I wouldn't want to be on his bad side. <laughs> well, we, you see, we, we played shows. And we, we were like a party band. It was like electronic punk metal, just like. Dillinger Escape Plan meets Gogol Berdello meets Mindless Self-Indulgence. Oh, man. <laughs> like, it was just all over, and we would always bring however much shredded paper we had from bills and stuff. We would bring it as confetti, however many cans of Silly String, you know, all this shit. And uh, we would bring a leaf blower, too. My brother would leaf blow, like, the stage, clean it off, but it wasn't enough for Doyle, and he was, like, refusing to take the stage unless it was cleaned off more, and we all said fuck Doyle because we didn't want we didn't care to see him because that night was just terrible for all of us. And we were just we left and the promoters tagged. It was a whole thing. <laughs> well, you know, that uh <laughs> that kind of helps my idea. So we had this idea to to do a bubble gun on stage recently. Right. And that was kind of like we've been trying to think of ideas to make our like stage presence better and more fun and like because uh, we're not your typical horror punk, if you want to classify us as horror punk, it's whatever people want to do. I don't care. But so we're trying to make everything more bubbly and fun and poppy. So it was like, it's like, what can we do? And we ended up getting this bubble gun and we're, we were going to use it and like just shoot it at the crowd. Well, what we classify as a crowd, like 10 people, maybe <laughs> max. Feel cool for us. Either way, we started getting worried because, like, what if it gets the floor slick? Somebody falls and busts their ass, you know. So now I'll do that because I don't want to piss other bands off or something. So, if there's anything I can tell you, it's with us doing that, like with the confetti and all this shit. My brother would have like the two foot confetti poppers too, but like would bring a briefcase just full of shredded paper, 
and just like randomly walk out and just undo it so it opens up and flung it everywhere. And I'll I'll send you some pictures when we're oh. done. The the one picture I love, it's Matt and I. He was guitar, I was drums. I just whip this blow up doll into the crowd. And you see this thing soaring through the air, and Matt's just looking up at it like it's a the most beautiful shooting star you've ever seen. <laughs> just a blow up doll. Yeah. Uh, and we just we did all this stuff and like the thing was everyone had so much fun at the shows and a lot of the shows we played were like with like the same fa- uh, bands that we became like friends with but uh yeah it kind of the other bands started doing stuff too like the one band hooked uh like a paint roller on the end of a leaf blower and put a toilet paper roll on it and was shooting toilet paper throughout the crowd like because it was just spinning on the roll because of the leaf blower shooting it that's awesome and like it it kind of like i don't know if we just hit it lucky when it came to like local bands and all that because like even like the touring bands we played with like so many of them like dug the shit out of it and stuff and like just had fun with it but like the local bands it kind of we all started like playing off of each other and stuff so i i say go with the bubble gun I, I have as much fun as you can because it's I think you would agree when it comes to music. You want to go to a show that's energy and like just fun. Right. you want to experience. Exactly. And that that's that's kind of what we were shooting for is like, hey, like. Uh, I don't know, like, you know, kind of the we know that a lot of people aren't into the gimmick kind of thing, so we know we're going to have some backlash. So it's like if we can put on a good show, maybe then they'll at least stick around for us. So. That's kind of the idea. Be as crazy as possible, possible. And it's, I've I've been seeing like the live videos, like that. Um, I've been like posted on like Instagram and everything, and like you guys are sounding great. Like it's awesome. Like and it's you know obviously listen to like the um the EP and everything before, but uh yeah, like the live music is sounding awesome. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. Ah, no problem. So let let's dive into pumpkin guts and how pumpkin guts was formed it's been a while since wednesday and i talked so i forget if we we had to have talked about it but for the new listeners the old listeners and my brain that loves to forget shit (laughs) (laughs) i I have the worst memory i can remember what i ate three days ago last year (laughs) i don't remember what i ate three days ago (laughs) so what kind of how did uh th- how did pumpkin guts form and what was kind of like your like your influence to the story um well so uh wednesday uh which actually they're changing their name soon uh they've not announced it yet but they don't really like it very much and uh but anyways uh so they wanted to start a musical project and they don't play anything um as of now they've worked on it you know have gotten better and stuff but still like writing songs and everything's not really been this is the first project they've ever done so um i agreed basically at the time to help uh write songs and stuff so they were writing the lyrics and like getting the general ideas of what they wanted the songs to be about and I was writing the majority of the music at the time. Not now, thankfully, but at the time, uh, all of it. 
And I wasn't going to be part of it, really. We were going to be like, I'll help you out some songs, get all that stuff together, find you a band, and let you, you know, do your thing. I'd quit music for past, you know, uh, I guess previous reasons and wasn't really doing anything. But, uh, so actually, if you go back in YouTube and watch, like, Pumpkin Guts old acoustic videos, like, I'm just a a faceless arm. Because I had... (laughs) I had no intentions of being part of it. So I was like, well, I don't want to be in your videos. And then you, you know, but then we, uh, so we continued on. We wrote, I don't know, six songs, seven songs, something like that. There's quite a few of them before we did anything like, um, before I actually even made a presence into the band as member. Um, and, uh, Jason V from the Jasons one Halloween had asked to, uh, to be part of uh, like an acoustic thing it's like hey you know like you know the day after the show do you want to come over and uh, we'll record a song like acoustically or whatever and post it for Halloween and it's like yeah for sure but I had to be a part of it to help play guitar and stuff so I was like what you know what am I going to do so I ended up just finding like a $15 werewolf mask at Walmart and throwing that thing on and being like, well, this still hides my identity and I still don't have to be a part of the band. And it kind of goes with, you know, you know, everything that's going on Halloween. Well, if we get there, whatever, we play that song and he starts talking to us and telling us like he, he likes our stuff that's actually good and he can see potential in it or whatever. And it, it built confidence, I guess, in me to do music again. So it was like, well, you know, like, Hey, we could actually do something with this. This is actually, I mean, and I'm having a fun time doing it. So I was like, well, what if I do just be a permanent member and actually we start writing songs together and find an actual band and actually proceed to do this? And of course, Wednesday's like, yeah, you know, let's let's do it. So we go on at that point to find members of the band and uh, get the idea of like, well, let's just keep the whole idea of wearing the costumes because it goes with the face paint anyways of Pumpkin Guts and just give each member a different um, a different character. So, and all the characters are kind of based off scary stories to tell in the dark. They're loosely based, of course, but like, you know, um, we have a scarecrow and he, uh, he joined next. Actually, he was the first member. He helped us route the EP, um, which is like Harold. And then a ghost, which is basically every single scary stories to tell in the dark story that ever existed. And then skeletons. And then there's like, some stories loosely based on wolves and stuff so that's kind of my idea but um that's basically how i got started into it though and that's kind of how the idea of the band formed and started but um that's about it so it was kind of like a uh kind of like a happy accident in a way it was uh i'll help you out and then it was like you know what i'm having fun with this after the uh the with the jasons the yeah and everything it was it's always those bands that happen just randomly that end up being the most fun and just really, really like kind of fuel the passion back. I feel. Yeah. All the members too, except for the drummer, um, like the guitar player and the bassist, I have done music with in previous projects. So it was kind of like, and it, they were, ne- they were never anything serious. It was just like a couple, like the bass player. We, we jammed quite a bit actually. Um, we had started a project and 
he went on to do something else and then that kind of stopped that. But then, you know, he eventually came back to doing this. And then the guitar player, had, we had gotten together um, for a project in the past as well. So it was like projects that never came to be are finally like, and then I got back in touch with him and like created this one, like, like, Hey, you were in a project with me and you were in a project with me. Let's like, let's do this again. Everybody this time. So it was kind of funny. That's cool. Now I, I know you said for uh like you quit music for a little bit for personal reasons. We don't have to get into that and everything, but obviously you had other projects. Were you like playing out with them or was it just kind of more so just jamming? Uh, no, we, uh, it's okay. I don't care to talk about it. Now, we uh we were playing in Charleston. Um we played a couple times in Charleston, West Virginia, and like Logan, West Virginia. Um so nothing too crazy, but it was more like a emo band. Like we were really like kind of heavyish, but yet very melodic. So it was it was a weird style. Um not really my cup of tea or what I was wanting to do, but that's kind of what transitioned to doing. So I wasn't writing majority of the music like the lead singer was. And he was also like, he was playing guitar. I was just playing bass. I'd originally started playing drums in that band, but we ended up finding a better drummer. So I moved to bass because we needed a bass player too. So, but not really my style, but it, it was it, overall, it was a fun time, but that's about all we did. We, we, we played Charleston a few times and like Logan. So do any uh, recording with the band or. Uh, there are recordings um uh, whether on them or not that's uh that's a different story it's not very good recordings either it's it's pretty it's pretty diy so <laughs> more diy than the pumpkin guts in all honesty and it's not been like mixed very well at all either but well, i love diy <laughs> what, what was that i said it's honestly probably not mixed at all it's probably what you get is like how it was recorded and like maybe the the like the volume has been adjusted on it or like the levels and stuff have been adjusted but other than that there's it's pretty bare bones well i, I love diy stuff it's a, it sounds like a type of music like because i was like kind of like the emo music like i like like uh like my chemical romance placebo kind of stuff like that i don't know if it's kind of um, in the same I'm trying to think of something. They were influenced by uh shit, what was that band? Uh I don't know, man. They were influenced by bands like the Menzingers and Microwave and uh They were Tiger Jaw, is that a band? I think oh yeah, so. Tiger's Jaw, yeah. Maybe that yeah. uh shit. I can't remember what that band's name. There was one though that they were super influenced by, and I think that was a uh, Foxing. They were super influenced by foxing. So um, I think that their sound, but me without you, maybe. I would say that he was influ influenced by them as well. Uh, so totally different styles than the uh, misfits and also totally different style of what you're doing now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was it was. Uh, yeah, it was completely different. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they would even be a part of this project. I, they would probably despise it <laughs> it's like their costumes like no man I, I can't do that it's now having played shows you know with them doing that and everything and you know no offense to the emo bands but they they always take it so serious those bands are always so serious but they're good it's so serious but like with pumpkin guts it just it seems like 
like when I see the videos, I'm like, yeah, it looks like a fun time. And like with the costumes and stuff, like how how to feel like making that transition, like wearing the costume and playing like this music with everyone. Did it just kind of really fully bring you back into it? Yeah, I mean, the music, I mean, I think we're. I think it, it helped also where I do have a part of the writing now, you know, like I didn't have it in that band. Like this band, I do quite a bit of like melodies and stuff. Um, I help a lot with the the melodies. Uh, like I said, Wednesday does all the ma- majority of the lyrics aside from one song as of now, I wrote the lyrics to. We'll keep that secret. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, but now everybody does like, the the helping with the musical parts like you know the guitar player writes the guitar parts the bass player writes the bass parts drummer writes the drum parts it's kind of everybody has a job and you know we do work with each other like hey this sounds cool or this would sound cool here but um i've lost my train of thought oh you're good um talking about like the uh like the writing process and like how it kind of bringing you back into music making it all fun again like between the performance and also with like the style but yeah yeah i mean i guess being part of the writing process and stuff it does make it a lot more fun um i feel like i i do have a bit more of a say so in this project than what i did in the other project and then uh yeah i mean like doing the live shows and stuff in costumes and that's that is way different um because we were more serious we were broody and uh <laughs> uh we are a lot more we're trying to get to that element of just being a lot more fun like an energetic on stage and it is it's it's new because i mean like being in the costumes at first especially was like very nerve-wracking uh we uh we did an acoustic show i think that was right before wednesday's episode we were getting ready to do it the the wedding the little acoustic wedding show um we only played like five songs but walking from the vehicle to go to where we were supposed to play at in full costume, you know, when everybody else is in like, you know, button ups and ties and shit. And like, you're, it was real weird. And I was like, man, I don't know about this. I don't think I can do this kind of stuff. This is real bad. (laughs) So, but anyways, we got there and it was, it was perceived well. So it wasn't too big of a deal. And then the next show we played was a full band show. But it was like the same kind of nerve is like nobody knew who we were. It was just like uh, we ended up luckily getting the show because of uh, a band called Plague Nine had re- like reads out to us earlier and was like, hey, if I can get you guys a show, would you want to come play? And we're like, sure. And so we had no idea. We barely even knew them at the time. And we roll in, you know, full costumes and stuff, you know, and it's it's weird when you walk in. Um to a place where you know nobody you know and you're in halloween costumes and it's uh uh november so it's <laughs> kind of strange as a funny story about that but when we first got there I, I will say this we was not in costume like when we first showed up and like unloaded all of our queue and you know if if you knew what we looked like outside of the costumes it's probably a lot more funny but we walk in and the there's it's like a biker bar and i guess like all the punks come out like later but when we first get there it's a bunch of like middle-aged bikers or whatever and we roll in and they're shooting pool and it's like what man did the harry potter convention roll into town i was like oh no oh no <laughs> situation, man. I was like i don't know what i did booking this show 
<laughs> oh my god. I gotta say, like doing like my Terratune stuff and everything too. It it's so funny, like the because like you're full fledged, you know, in a costume with the mask and everything. Wednesday has the face paint, but it's amazing how much like even just the face paint can alter someone's perception of you. I'll never forget the one show I played. It was in uh, New Hampshire. Play my set and everything, dismantle my shit. And like the stage was like huge. So the merch was set up on the one side of the stage, not being used. I go over there. I'm just chilling by my stuff to see like, you know, if I can wheel and deal. I drove from New Jersey, see if I can make some money and also just talk to people. The one dude walks up and his band played uh, Marco and the Bruisers. And he had a Ghostbuster logo tattoo and Slimer drinking a 40. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, dude, I'm like, great set and all that. I'm like, yeah, I noticed you got Ghostbuster tattoos. I love the shit out of it. He's like, oh, you're a big Ghostbuster guy. I'm like, yeah, here. I'm like, I wanted to give you one of these. I didn't have them out before. It was my logo. Like a sticker of it. It's knockoff of the Ghostbusters logo. And he just looks at me, looks at it, looks at me, looks at it. And goes, wait, you're Terror Tunes? Because <laughs> at this point, the makeup's all smeared off. I'm like, yeah. He's like, dude, I didn't recognize you. <laughs> and then it happened another time in New Hampshire where I played a wedding. I needed to jumpstart my car. Randomly, it died. And there was this couple. And like, they play. I'm like, yeah, I'm upset. By any chance, you guys have a jumpstart? They're like, yeah. And uh, I forget how it came about. But they're like, wait, were you the clown? And I'm like, yeah, I was. <laughs> it's just, it, it's amazing. Just. I'm glad whenever I get to talk to someone that shares those experiences. <laughs> now it's weird. It is weird. With the um now obviously face paint's a different story. With the mask. Get, sorry, I'm breaking kayfabe right now. <laughs> um with the mask, like the performing acoustics one thing, but like doing these full band shows now with you know the lights and everything. How sweaty does it get in that thing? It is real bad. Uh, like, there's, I had, like, I, it's fine to wear it not playing. I can wear it for hours, you know, not playing. Um, but as soon as we finish a 30 minute set, I have to take it off for at least a few minutes, you know, because it's like when I take it off, there's what, like, not water, there's sweat that is like running down my face. Um, luckily it holds up well though it's almost like a headband like it, it keeps the water from like going down to my eyes and around my eyes as well so like if, if it was to get it would probably smear and like run that black paint and it would be terrible um but i do have like a padding in the top of it, and i guess maybe that helps like prevent the sweat from going in my eyes so um but no it gets bad it, it's it's real sweet like last last show my jacket and everything like was drenched on the inside so i'm dreading and this is winter time man i'm dreading starting to play shows in like the summer like it wasn't really a thought whenever we did this like oh, i'm gonna wear a werewolf head like this is gonna be <laughs> great like no it's not the best idea now that i'm thinking about it was <laughs> somebody man i was talking to i can't remember when i was talking to them about like doing it um <laughs> a matter of fact i think I think it was Dan from Horror Punk's Not Dead. I was talking to him about it, and he was like, man, I'm just 
just worried about you, man. I don't want you to have like a heat stroke or something. <laughs> it's like, no, I'll be all right. Uh, now, with doing the shows and that, and that sweat building up, I always hear, I don't know if you're a Slipknot, Slipknot fan. Uh, I don't mind them. Uh, it's not that I, I don't. It's not that I don't like them. Uh, yeah. I've never had a proper chance, honestly. But what I do know, I do like. So, well, it's with them. Like, you know, I didn't. I didn't get into them until I saw them, and then it was. I always loved the masks. So I'm a huge mask guy. So, I started following like this guy AJ Good on YouTube, House of Masks, and just like he gets these insane replicas and all that. But he does like he did like these uh, definitive collection videos going through the history of one member's mask. And it'll be like an hour video and just going through, like seeing what happened because of the sweat buildup in them and all that. And I think it was Jim Root more like this bondage hood. He said one show from the sweat in it. He was literally like it felt like he was drowning. Oh God! <laughs> I'm not trying to scare you, but no. <laughs> um, where I was getting at with it though is like the wear and tear they take and all that. Hey, you said it's been holding up pretty good, but say the time comes where this mask starts to get a little, uh, I de- I guess maybe deteriorates or just it's like I cannot inhale the stench I put in this mask after all these shows. <laughs> you uh, you ever given thought to like? changing it to a different werewolf or kind of going for the same one or um i am going (laughs) i'm gonna try to get like a custom mask made something that's gonna be a little bit more uh i guess comfortable and durable um hopefully one that i can breathe in these luckily the one that i do have right now the mouth opens oh that's good so it's like I have a lot of like breathing, you know what I mean? Like my mouth is right where the snout of the actual, like, you know, wolf would be. And it opens up as I sing. So it moves and it it makes it a lot easier. And like, I can breathe better and they don't build a whole lot of condensation around like anything. So luckily for that. So if I, you know, if I proceed in getting an actual like custom made one, um, which we do know somebody who is possibly going to do, I just got to wait till they have the time to do it. Um, Definitely going to make it to where the mouth opens and I can breathe easily and stuff and probably make it more form fitting to my jaw than what the one is now. So whenever I do like when I do open my mouth wider, it opens even further, you know, so I don't know if that answers. <laughs> oh, no, it totally does. That's now I was wondering if like, you know, good change up. But knowing that I, I can't wait to see. And it's especially if it's. um. Is it perhaps the same person that makes masks for one evil Nate? No. Uh, really? I, I thought about looking into them, but I think we talked to him about it and he told us. What, what did he tell us? I'm wanting to think that he told us that they do more like fleshy kind of stuff than what they oh. do. Like, so I think I could be mistaken on that. Don't hold me to that. I'll double check. Um, no, there's a uh, there's a girl who does them for. I think she is classified as a girl. I shouldn't say that. Um, I'm gonna say they just to be safe. Um, yeah, they do stuff for uh, Dicky Devil and the Deviants. Um, oh, all right. 
yeah, so they do stuff for uh, that band and stuff. Like they make, uh, they also, <laughs> I'm pretty sure, yeah, I'm almost positive they did the Renfield's new uh, new garb. Like they're like the Fiend's new mask and stuff. It's like got the tentacles and shit on it. And because they do like this whole like HP uh, uh, Lovecraft kind of style. So I'm wanting to think that she was the one who created all of those masks. So, and they're, they're really cool. So uh, that's uh, badass. I yeah, want to, uh, so that that'd be nice to help her out too so yeah i'll have to uh i'll have to get her name if she has like uh like an instagram at all because i'd love to get like some mask makers on here and stuff like and like things like that and also personally too with what i do it's i've been making my makeshift masks but i'd, I'd like to one day get a professionally like you know made some sort of dingus the clown mask just some <laughs> leather face clown looking thing <laughs> i'm not sure uh if she has a uh social media for her stuff that she does or if it's just like her personal stuff either way i'm find out uh we friends with them so right, yeah well we'll talk after the show i'll i'll grab the socials from you if there are any <laughs> now with um with pumpkin guts this episode will be airing next week so i believe yes that will be after you have a show coming up i believe it was march 4th yeah yeah so awesome job on the show all of you killed it phenomenal job i wish i could have been there <laughs> that's that's what sucks about this sometimes is when there's like something right on the cusp and it's like ah but talking to wednesday and i saw the post about wednesday changing like their name and everything like yeah. one the, but for just because of the other episode i'm like i don't know the name so i'm just gonna say wednesday <laughs> but um we were talking all that because the guts are making their way up to delaware we are uh kind of nervous about that one honestly um I think primarily the trip. <laughs> it's a long way, man. It's, um, yeah, it's a, a bar 13. So Wilmington, I think, Wilmington, Delaware, I think that's what it's called. Um, part of some, uh, some kind of horror punk night that they're doing there at bar 13, like every Friday or every other Friday or something like that. I think it is. Um, yeah, it might be uh, Horror Punks USA is hosting it. Yeah, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, my uh my friends are actually like kind of like affiliates with them and everything. I had them on this show and they um they actually they like Dickie Devil and okay. all that. But um yeah, that's like I think it's only like an hour and 45 minutes from me. Oh wow. So that's not bad. I will be there. Awesome. To, to see to see the pumpkin guts in action. I'm I'm really excited actually because it's like you know, there's so many people out on the show I haven't gotten to meet in person yet. So now it's like get to meet the both of you, get to meet the rest of the guts, see see you play live. And that's April 14th. 14th, yeah. All right. Now I know I saw the post the next day. This this is where the episode comes in handy for anyone listening that has some connections. I know you were looking for somewhere for the 15th and like to hit on the way back home we would prefer uh i mean making a nine-hour trip is uh 
I mean, it's going to be rewarding no matter what, but having one to come like that Saturday would be awesome as well. Like to hit on the way home. I think that would, that would make the trip even more fun. Um, and also, I mean, get us out there a little bit more to these more Northern States and stuff from us. So yeah, anywhere like, uh, I can't remember all the places that they posted whenever they posted about it. I know like basically anywhere in West Virginia, <laughs> uh, yeah. I think Baltimore area, Bal- DC. Yeah. I'm trying trying to think off the top of my head because it was all areas i didn't know and uh that saturday i'll be playing in a smith uh, not playing vending at an art walk in smithville new jersey and they have like bands play there and stuff and that that's the it's run by the people that are affiliates with horror punk usa uh i was like shit i'm like i don't know if the bands are booked and all that I'm like they want something on the way home but this is putting them like you know, a little yeah. ways out, but maybe one day down the road, be able to get on that bill or just when you come back and I have to play a show with you. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Actually, that's what we <laughs> was hoping like, uh, that we could have done that somehow. Like went to New Jersey first and then hit Delaware, but it's like where the Delaware shows on a Friday, like it's, it's hard enough like you know, all of us getting to be able to go on a Friday. So, um, but yeah, so that kind of sucks. But we were talking, it was like, what if we could play a show with Terry Tunes on the way back? That'd be awesome. It's like, he lives in New Jersey. That's, no, that's more north. It's like, well, never mind. Well, um, we, um, my buddy and I did it once before. We, uh, like, we held like basement shows at like his old place and stuff. And, uh, then we were holding them at this place, the Ocelot. He, he has this project, Vomit Court. I had him on. It's my buddy Jacob. And, uh, we were talking about like doing something, but like the one night at the Ocelot, we had all just one man band, like gimmick bands, like wearing different outfits and stuff. But like, would totally, would totally love to have you guys up here for a show. And like, I'm sure I could get them to do vomit court and have it be like another, like, you know, night of characters, if you will. Awesome. So. Well, we'll definitely have to plan something with him with Vomit Cord. It's that's a whole story. <laughs> it's it's not just a clever name. There's there's spitting up of, uh, involved. <laughs> but um, yeah. So the show coming up. Uh, do you know the other bands playing it? Um, oh, um, the Mad Splatter is one of them. And I cannot remember the other one. The other one was uh, not announced for a long time. Like, I think we were the first one on that date. And then the Mad Splatter got added. And then there's another one. Um, I can't remember who it is, though. I'd have to double check. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no, you're good. I I just I haven't. Uh, I don't think I've seen like a flyer for it or anything. I just I know the date from talking to Wednesday because. Uh, like they told me, yeah, we're playing Bar 13, Delaware. I'm like, I know the place. I've never been now. Like, all my friends have gone. I never have. I don't know what the deal is. <laughs> they, uh, I don't think they've made a flyer or anything for it yet. I guess they're probably going to wait till it gets a little bit closer. So we're announcing it kind of early. But it is actually, like, it is established on the Horror Punks USA webpage. So, I mean, we figured it was probably all right to talk about. Uh, like, you've got to all the bands that are going to be playing in what date. So we figured like, Hey, it's, it's official. Like it's going to happen. It's just, you know, um, 
Yeah, they probably have. They're probably promoting like all the other shows, you know, the the ones closer. But no, it seems like a cool little bar. Um, we've had a um really high praise for it, I guess, from people up that way that we do know. Um, oh, that's where that girl with the masks is. That person from the mask is from. Like they're from up that way. I think they're oh, gonna really? be also. So you might actually get to meet them. Um. Well, my I was just going to say my buddy Jacob uh, does the vomit cord that I was talking about, like to hold the show. I could probably get him to go because I think he lives like 20 minutes from bar 13 now. So I'll I'll help introduce him to you guys. You introduce the mask maker to me. We can network. No, we're excited. I mean, I think there's going to be a few more people than what we thought would be at that show. I mean, that's like, like I said, I mean, it's it's north. So, like, we don't really have a lot of people up that way that we know. But I feel like the people that we do know um, are going to be there. So that's cool. It's going to be really helpful. It make us feel a lot better, you know, like not knowing anybody. So make us feel a lot more comfortable. Yeah, um, I'm, def- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and get as many people as I can. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> nah, anytime. Nah, it's, my buddy Jacob, I should be able to get there. A few like friends, like out in Philly and stuff. Now, like I'm sure my girlfriend will come along with me and everything. So it's it'll be a party. And I every everything I've heard about that place is I I hear nothing but good things. So yeah, it looks wild. I mean, they get a lot of people um coming out to those shows. So I mean, hopefully, um I don't know um how big it'll be but i'm hoping it'll have a pretty decent turnout you know so yeah for friday night and it's also it's kind of on the cusp of where there isn't too much going on still like it's like in april when everything's kind of just slowly starting to churn out so i'm looking forward to it and i'm definitely looking forward to waking up the next morning tired of shit going to sell the art at the art walk (laughs) (laughs) that's the thing Make it worth your while, man. We'll try our best. <laughs> no, no, it will be. I'm excited. And if there's bubbles, I I love bubbles. So <laughs> we'll definitely have to break the bubble gun out for you then. Oh, well, hey, maybe uh, well, we could talk some things. Maybe the clown will show up, and I'll just start throwing confetti everywhere. <laughs> Excellent, awesome idea, and I think. Wednesday would for sure be on board with that. So <laughs> we'll talk about it. We'll talk about potentially doing it. <laughs> a bunch of hands of silly string, and <laughs> we'll give you the bubble gun. <laughs> like, hey man, don't chase us, chase the clown. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, then you can't get blamed for it. They might get confused on Wednesday though, because they kind of look like a clown. So, like, which one? Yeah, I mean, I. Obviously, never met either of you in person, but I I think I might be a little taller than Wednesday. Wow. Yeah. Go go for the one that's balding. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> so I'll I'll be easy to spot too. But my friends will rat me out. That's the one you want. <laughs> that's the cloud. But yeah, I'm excited and I guess um to, to talk. One more question about Pumpkin Guts. Uh, new music? Any talks of new music? Any writings and recordings? So we... um, Okay. 
I'm trying to get this couple points. We have been in the process of remixing the first EP. Um, so you like the girl who stood on a grave song that we released for the horror punks, not dead compilation. Um, we got in contact with a guy who mixed that song. We had originally released it, like, or we're not released it. We, we recorded it and sent it to the guy from horror punks, not dead. And he's like, Hey man, like we can make this better. You know, I can get you in contact with the guy, you know, that I'm friends with that does like mixing and stuff. So we did, we got in contact with him, he remixed it, and we were like super happy with the way that it turned out in comparison to like the ET. You know, you lose that DIY quality that you like, but it, it does add more of a more professional, you know, sound to it. So he was like, well, hey, hit me up with all of your, uh, you know, your stems and stuff from the EP and I'll, you know, rework them for you. It's like, no shit, you know. So we sent him everything and he is working on it. And I've, I have heard some of the stuff. Also, the drums on it are not digital. So there'll be like actual drums. Yeah. Uh, that's cool. You know, like knowing that it is actual drumming. It's him doing it. It's not our drummer, but it's still, you know, it's still cool. And it's also has, you know, somebody else's flair and stuff to them. But um, Anyway, so that's going to be hopefully soon. I'm not 100% sure. I can't really give you a guarantee when. Um, but what I have heard, it does sound pretty cool. It sounds a lot better. And then we are working on record or writing um, some new songs um, for a full-length album. Um, we're going to shoot for about 11 to 13 songs. Don't really know exactly what. Um we do play some of the songs live already, so you will hear them before the album comes out. So um, there's like four songs, I think, that's on our set that are actually brand new songs. It's not on the EP. Um, we don't play Cold Like Clay or Followers. Hopefully those aren't your favorites. I like Cold Like Clay. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We might figure something out for that, actually. I have an idea for it, so we'll see how that works. Um but yeah, we uh yeah, we, we we're trying to work on the new album. Hopefully we're we're shooting to put it out in October just because it kind of fits the theme of what we're doing. Um as far as I know, I will go no, I'm not gonna spoil that. Um we're gonna try to release it during October though, like at the beginning. So hopefully, as long as everything goes well. Sweet. Yeah, and that and that's a good chunk of songs too. So it's yeah. a good amount. We wanted to do full length uh everything new nothing like so not taking any of the ep songs and you know redoing them for it like it's all going to be all new stuff i will say that um some of the early early stuff like uh the acoustic stuff that we did some of those songs are gonna uh, all not all most of those songs are gonna be on there so um like slime I know, I don't know if you know the earlier stuff like that, but like that song will be there. Uh Formaldehyde, but Formaldehyde's completely different. So but yeah, that's uh we're excited about it. We're we're excited to get started on it. We honestly need to get started recording on it soon. So we just wanted to get all of our thoughts and ideas and songs together before we actually got in and started doing all the recording process. Yeah. It's cool though that everyone is like on the same page and putting in their own, you know, their own flair and everything. So it's 
I'm excited, and I know exactly what I'm going to be jamming this October. Awesome. <laughs> we wanted to release it right at Halloween, so I mean, we we just thought that kind of one it fits our idea of what we're doing with the with the album, and then also I think it just fits you know fits us as kind of what we are. So, yeah, it, it's the perfect time for it. It's you know especially now it's what March so March April May June July August September October yeah like eight months you know to get everything recorded and mix it it's you can definitely make it happen yeah I mean we uh, the EP was recorded in no time man but I, I I worked like crazy on it though like it was constant every single day I don't have as much time as I did then but we also started a lot you know with a lot less time to try to be able to get it done. So, but also with this one, I have uh, our bass player helps do recordings and stuff too. So it's kind of like now we, um, we send back and forth files. So like I'll record parts, he'll record parts and stuff like that. The only ones we really have to worry about getting together is, you know, our lead guitarist, he has to come over to one of our places and record his parts. And then we got to figure out what we're going to do about the drums um, whether or not we're going to try to get him to record them or just let you know actually we thought about you did you just raise your hand no i i i uh, itched my eye but this and i was like actually me and wednesday talks like what if we could get terry tunes to feature on a song doing drums like that'd be awesome what <laughs> that, yeah. I, I literally i felt an eye like an eye booger in my eye but i guess I mean, like, we need somebody to do the drums i could have sworn you was like, <laughs> like <laughs> well i i don't have a way to like record them nice nice but with with the terratune stuff i was recording at a studio my friend's owned it was a home studio in the basement but it might as well have been an actual studio um i did like a lot of projects with them so it was like i, I would do drums for like their projects so when it came time for terratunes i'm like hey can i record some stuff <laughs> And my buddy was like, yeah, of course. And like he I was like, you know, very lucky to have him record everything for free because it's like I helped like finish his wife's album with all the drums and percussion and stuff. So it was like and then he uh, he was moving to L.A. and I was in the middle of writing the Terror Tunes full length and what was March moving to March turned to September, which turned to like beginning of April very fast. So it was like a whirlwind and I was just like drumming nonstop in there. So it was like, but that was all, you know, mic'd up and stuff. But now like my covers EP and this new album, I'm going very DIY with it, but I've thought about getting drum mics. So we, if if that's something you two want, and what we'll, we'll talk because I'm definitely I, I'm up to talk. <laughs> we we really did talk about at least at least having you feature on at least one song. I think that would be really cool. We got to pick what song, or maybe let you pick the song. Give you like a a, a sneak peek at the entire full length album as a whole, and then let you decide like, hey, I want to do drums on that song. So Just... we'll, we'll, yeah. You're spoiling the shit out of me now. Sneak peek to the whole album. I get to choose the song to be featured on. <laughs> I'm super impatient about everything. <laughs> it's like a <laughs> book release dates, man. Let's just do it now. Here's a here. Like, 
no waiting for anybody. I don't I, I, that kind of stuff. That's how I am. I, I'm the worst gift giver. I've gotten better, but I'm still the worst. <laughs> but no, I, I, w- I would love to talk about that and definitely see what we could work out because that would be fun as shit. Awesome. But I, now I'm even more excited. Jesus. <laughs> you got this clown blushing over here. All right. Um, unless you have any more to add about pumpkin guts uh, before we wrap it up, I have one more thing. I want to talk to you about because we kind of chatted before we uh, started recording. But if uh, do you have anything else you want to add to Pumpkin Guts before we kind of move on? No, nah, man, I think it's uh, bad yet, really. Come to our show, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, and of course I'm gonna promote the shit out of that. That's something I'm gonna more so be. I'm going to put in the description all that and everyone listening right on your fucking calendars, April 14th at bar 13 in Wilmington, Delaware. Um, I'm going to send it around to like all my friends and stuff and try and get as many people as I can. Cause I think it'll be fun. But uh, yeah. So we talked beforehand. You said you're a Batman fan and you said very controversial. You were a fan of the Batman with Robert Pattinson. So I just want to talk about that because, you know, it's one of those movies that it's I feel like the opinions are really either way, but I'm on the same boat with you and was a huge fan of it. So I just just wanted to shoot the shit a little bit about it and kind of why you loved it and everything. You know, I don't know, because I was afraid at first. I really was. I was like everybody else, you know, Robert Pattinson, old uh, (laughs) Edward Cullen, whatever. I think that's what everybody's take on it was. And I did have, I had one issue with it, with him being Batman. And it wasn't like him as the, it was the writing, I feel like more than, you know, it wasn't, he didn't write his parts. He just, you know, he just acted them. But when he's like, you know, like basically, criticizing alfred about not being his dad you know like it's just, I, you know i thought that was a little like you know you're not my dad alfred you know that kind of thing but aside from that you know like i i don't know i think he did a good a good job i mean bruce wayne is uh you know not when he's being bruce wayne you know when he's actually being bruce wayne um he's dark i mean he, he's he's sad he's depressed he I mean, it, it, you imagine losing your losing your parents or whatever at such a young age, and then um, I mean, you have a city that basically is infested with psychopaths, and you you feel like you're the only one who can keep peace, you know. So I, I just feel like that's a uh, you, you'd be depressed too. So, but I, I, I think that they did a good job with that, with making it really dark and. Uh, you know, I take that back. There's another thing I wasn't a gigantic fan about, and that is the Riddler. Really? Yeah. Now, that's what I was going to ask next. Once you were done, I was going to say, how about the fucking Riddler? Because I loved the Riddler, and I, I always forget <laughs> the actor's name, but I love him in, like, Little Miss Sunshine, Girl Next Door. Dude's great. Um. I mean, it's not that he did a bad job. I mean, he did a good job. And once again, I feel like it's the same kind of thing. It's like he he just acted the what what was written. Um, and maybe I'm wrong about this, and maybe people hate it too. But you know how like 
whenever the whole Joker thing come out with uh, um, Heath Ledger and like that, I just feel like, and me and Wednesday talk about this all the time, like we feel like since then, everybody tries to make all your Batman villains um, that kind of uh, of a psychopath, you know, like, do you ever watch the show Titans? No. On- if you ever watch it, I'm sorry if anybody, you know, spoiling, whatever, but they they bring the Scarecrow into that show, and the Scarecrow is obviously, you know, like, you know, psychotic or whatever, but he's on a different level than what the Joker is, you know. It's hard to explain. I can't really explain it in words, and I feel like that's exactly the... Wednesday's like, are you talking about Titans? Like, yeah, I'm talking about Titans. <laughs> are you talking about tit- Titans while sitting on the toilet? <laughs> yeah, you want Titans opi- opinions on Wednesday? You want Wednesday's opinions on Titans? <laughs> um. <laughs> Hi. Hi. <laughs> um. But no, to. I just I feel like the uh they did the kind of same thing with the Riddler. Um they didn't capitalize on, I guess, like man, I can't explain it. I'm bad at this. I, I think I get what I'm you're right. saying with it. Like it it is tough to explain, but yeah, it's like kind of it's like I don't want to use the word edgy. Like very dark. I guess it is edgy. Yeah, like very just dark and edgy, like, you know, like Heath Ledger's Joker. Phenomenal. But with yeah. the, you know, my father was a drinker and like, you know, like going on all these <laughs> stories and just like, you know, really playing with it. And then with Riddler, it was like, I haven't watched the movie since I saw it in theaters. So it's like I'm drawing a black. It's one that I literally just said I had to rewatch. Right. But it's like I remember like as the movie went on and like stuff kind of started to unfold about him. Like it yeah. was kind of like I don't know. I, I, he's serious. And I feel like in the comic, the Riddler's not like he is serious to a degree and he has that like hatred for Batman because he wants he he wants to be smarter than Batman. And he thinks that he is smarter than Batman and he's really not. But he uh he just comes across way too serious in the movie instead of being um, comical. And and I, I get it because like when they were trying to take darker approach, which makes sense because it is a Batman movie. And maybe they were trying to lose that comedic element of what the Riddler, I feel like, would bring. Like Jim Carrey's Riddler, you know? Like, yeah. I mean, I like Jim Carrey as the Riddler, personally. I'm not a huge fan of like... Uh, Val Kilmer as Bruce Wayne. I like Val Kilmer, but I don't really like as Bruce Wayne, you know. Um uh, he was in that one, right? That's the Val Kilmer one. Uh I believe so. Yeah, because the Riddler's the one with Riddler's the one with Two Face and Ivy, right? Right. Yeah, I think that's I think I think Looney with Arnold Schwarzenegger and uh yeah. Yeah, and, and then Keaton's with Nicholson. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyways, uh, I just feel, I guess maybe they didn't want that, like that comedic aspect to it, like how, you know, Jim Carrey brought to the Riddler still serious in situations, but yeah, very comical. So, 
I don't know. I guess that's my only problem. But other than that, I mean, the movie was fantastic. Um, the girl who played Catwoman, I thought, did great. I thought Robert Pattinson did awesome as Batman. Like I said, that other than that one scene, other than the one thing where he was like, like a 16-year-old child complaining about his dad, you know. <laughs> Um, other than that, I thought it was fantastic, and the whole eye black thing. I, I, I don't know. I read things about it like that. Look, look at emo uh, Edward Cullen. Like, oh man, like you put a mask on that has open eye holes like that. You got to black those bitches out, otherwise it don't look as cool or intimidating. So, yeah, you know. literally every other Batman had the blacked out eyes. Like right. he takes his mask off for five minutes, and you actually see it. What's underneath the mask, and people throw a fit over it. So, yeah, I, but. No, I thought he did good, honestly. I, you know, I'm excited to see what comes next. I will say this though. I don't. What's that guy's name, man? Hold on a second. Did I lose you? No, I did. Oh no, yeah. I'm here. <laughs> I just want to get this uh, get this out here. I'll tell you. I think who would make like the best Bruce Wayne slash Batman ever? Oh, all right. Yeah, and I always I forget. I always forget his name. Colin Farrell. The penguin in it, yeah, phenomenal. He was, yeah, he did very good. Okay, so John Ham as Bruce John. Wayne. Let me. I I, I am... know John Ham, but I can't. All right, like an older Bruce Wayne, but I feel like he he would make Bruce Wayne, you know. And he's also a bigger dude, so. Yeah, I could see it. I could definitely see it. That would be pretty good. I I still dream, very big dream is, give me Willem Dafoe as Joker in something. That would be fantastic. Yeah, and then also, I know he's been rallying for it, and he cosplayed as him. So I think still does, but uh, David Howard Thornton, who played Art the Clown in Terrifier, yeah, he he wants to play Joker like it's no one's business. Like he is, <laughs> and I want to see him do it so badly. So it's they teased that, didn't they tease at the end of the Batman with the Joker? Yes, because there was that deleted scene. From it, but they they did it a little bit. But there was like a deleted scene that was like, it was that scene, but it was longer. Like there was a conversation and stuff. Yeah, that'd oh, be so cool. I would, I, yeah, I, I could, I get down with that. I think I'd, I'd like to see William Defoe though as the Joker. You see, like those artworks that people do, like the the Photoshop where they take William Defoe's face and they Photoshop the Joker like makeup onto it. It's so cool. It just looks perfect. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's got that smile and those eyes too. Like, and the laugh, man. I just feel like he could he could nail the Joker laugh easily. So, oh yeah. And I don't care what anyone says, and I'm sorry if you say otherwise, but I am I am excited for Joker two, whatever the French word is, with Lady Gaga and Joaquin Phoenix. I oh, am no. Joker was phenomenal. I thought it was great. I finally it took me a long time to watch it. But I finally did, and I thought it was—I thought it was fantastic. 
Yeah. I can't wait for part two. And like every so many people are against like the musical aspect of it. I'm like, it's Joker and Harley Quinn. They are theatrical as shit, especially when it's the love story, if you can call it that aspect. Like and if I mean if you think about it though, like too, like the Joker, like like on the outside world. To to the outside world, maybe you see like you know your classic, you know you know your Dark Knight or whatever. Like that's that's what you're seeing, like the outside world. But in his mind, you know he probably is seeing it like this: this fucking crazy ass like joyride, this magical wonderland that he lives in because he's he you know he's nuts. That's, you know I don't know. I think that's a cool concept. But yeah, and like when this one was like announced and trailers came out and all that, I saw so many people going like. Oh, the Joker! Joker's such a little wimp, you know. He's, you know, he's so stupid. Oh, he's so weak. He doesn't stand up, like all this stuff. And I'm like, it's the Joker. If the Joker made the movie about the Joker, he would want you to be sympathetic towards him. You would want you to see him get beat up, get on his side. So as he huh. slowly turns, you're okay with it. Yeah, I'm like, and it's, you know, I'm like. And like the theatrics with it, like where like Joaquin Phoenix, like he's doing that weird dance every now and then, but like at the end, he's full fledged theatrical performing down the stairs. Like it's like him becoming comfortable in his own skin and stuff. Yeah. And it's like to me, I'm like, no, I'm like, it's going to be kind of like an art house Batman kind of movie. I'm like there's I see like layers. So I'm like, no, I'm like, I love it. It's fantastic. My gripe is I wish that. And Pattinson, Batman, those two merged, like Joaquin oh. Phoenix Joker and like Pattinson Batman. That would be that'd be pretty cool. Get I get. I, I think it'll be fun. No, I didn't even know they were making a Joker too. I'm gonna have to look into that now. Oh, you didn't know? No, I had no idea. <laughs> it Lady Gaga's Harley Quinn, and they said that it's gonna be a musical. Well, or have musical aspects. I don't know how, but I'm like, well, you had the dude who played Johnny Cash beautifully. And you have Lady Gaga, who's a hell of a performer with an amazing voice. Make it a fucking musical. When have you seen a superhero musical? Well, superhero universe musical. You know, I'm like... Like they could get weird with it, but get good with it. I'm I'm all sorts of excited. I just want to see how they continue it off of it. That's my main thing. Yeah, I mean, I they're taking something, and not doing your standard stuff like superhero stuff with it, and it, it's it's awesome. I mean, I think that's what made that movie better, honestly, because it was it wasn't like I was sitting there watching a, a superhero movie. Honestly, it felt like I was. I mean, I was watching a drama, but about a superhero character. I don't know. It was cool. Yeah. yeah, that's why my buddy he gave me like Dawn of Justice or whatever, the first one with Batfleck. And yeah. he's like, Oh yeah, he's like, this is the extended cut. This is this has an extra hour, so it's three and a half hours. I'm like, dude, I ain't watching no three and a half hour movie, especially one that involves Superman. I'm like, I'm gonna fall asleep. <laughs> it's like one of those things i'm like dc definitely needs to play on that darkness of their characters more and stuff and it's just it's one of those things that i'm like yeah they really gotta 
they got to keep up with the kind of route they're going, like with Batman and everything with this stuff. I agree. But all right, well, after the little bat talk, I guess it's time we kind of wind this down and bring it home. So, all right, werewolf, werewolf guts, Mister Guts, Mister Werewolf. I think it's about time. We uh we hop in the Batmobile, we go to Gotham, or we just go to Wil- Wilmington, Delaware on April 14th to bar 13. I almost fucked those numbers up. And we take a little ego trip. trip, trip. And you plug your socials, plug pumpkin gut socials. Where can people find you, find your music, and all that jazz? Okay. Uh, so you can find the band itself on Pumpkin Guts, just pumpkin guts on Facebook. Um, Instagram would be Pumpkin Guts Music. Um, and then mine on Instagram, I don't have anything like Facebooks individually, but um, it'd be The Werewolf Guts. And then you can find our music on Apple, Spotify, uh, Bandcamp. Um, I think we have stuff up on YouTube too, like actually like the, the EP. Um, so you can find it there. I think that's about it. Yeah. For sure, it's all we have. Sweet. Yeah. And of course, if you think of any more, if I find anything, I'll I'll throw it in the description. And of course, all the socials will be tagged in the Instagram post. So if you saw the post and you're not following, what the fuck you doing? <laughs> and as you all know, I'm Nicholas Christian. Find me at Colt underscore sure underscore on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter that I don't use. Find me at terror underscore tunes, T-O-O-N-S underscore on Facebook, Twitter I don't use, Instagram and on TikTok, which I have been hounding out. Never thought I'd be such a TikToker day in my life, but I've been ticking the talk every day of my life. And you can find me at terrortunes.bandcamp.com where there's music. There's merch, there's culture merch, there's Terrorize, my toy line, all sorts of shit. All sorts of fun stuff for you to feast your eyes and wallet on. So, <laughs> Werewolf, it's been a pleasure. And uh, yeah, I cannot wait to meet you in person in a month or so. A little over a month. A little over a month. Yeah, but it will be soon enough with how fast time flies now. Yeah. <laughs> but all right man thank you so much for being on and take care i thank you for having me man uh no problem take it easy Do you believe in ghosts? I do.